You're listening to Car Seat Questions, a podcast for parents of curious kids. I'm Lauren. And I'm Eddie. And if you're anything like us, you either have a kid or you care for a kid with questions. Questions about all sorts of things. So for the next half hour, hop into the passenger seat, buckle your belt, and become childlike with us as the Lord takes us where he wants us to go. Enjoy the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to this episode of Car Seat Questions. I am Lauren. This is my husband, Eddie. We are the hosts, and we are joined today by Shane and Shane. Yay! If you could both... I know, it's so exciting. (laughs) Wow. The hype. If you could both just give us a brief bio about who you are and also about your families. Well, my name is Shane Everett. Uh... I play in a band called Shane and Shane with this guy right here. Uh, I have three daughters um, that age range 16 all the way down to nine. So I have a nine, 12, and 16-year-old, all girls. And so Woo-hoo. girl dad in effect. <laughs> and my name is also Shane, mm-hmm. and uh, my... I also run a women's ministry full time. <laughs> um, my wife, Beth, and I have four daughters. Lucy is uh, about to be 13, and we have another one about to be Haven, about to be 11. And then we have an, Ruby is eight, and then Corey just turned five. <sighs> so it's awesome. And uh, yeah, we, we, we love the women's ministry around here. It's great. Yeah, I am a one of three girls, so I get it. My dad Ooh, was in full time okay. women's ministry. Yes, that's right. That's right. And now we have a son, and I'm pregnant with another boy. So it's like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Turntables have turned. Exactly. Mm. The tables have turned. Times they are changing. They tell me that teenage boys are easier, but I'm a little scared. But it'll be okay. We'll be alright. You'll be fine. You guys wouldn't know either, but that's okay. So we don't know. (laughs) We started this podcast. because our son is two and a half. He's not, you know, quite asking theological questions yet, but we know that's coming. We have nieces and nephews who are really curious, asking a lot of questions. Some of the questions we've done before, are like, if we have to love everybody, do we have to love Satan? And I was like, oh, that's a good question. We've talked about sin. We've talked about divorce. We've talked about interracial adoption. Just all kind of things. You know, kids ask a lot of questions. And so... Yeah. We surveyed a group of parents and was like, hey, what kind of questions are your kids asking? Like, what what would be helpful for you guys to hear about in this podcast? And so we got a lot of answers, and one of them was about worship. And I'm going to read uh, this comment from one of the parents for you. She said, he wonders why we worship God so much, too much, every Sunday and sometimes other days too. He compared God with someone who makes 100 tacos <laughs> and wants you to eat the tacos just so that you thank him for the tacos and talk about how great the tacos are. <laughs> to make, yeah, a little theologian. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. Right? He's like, God just makes me something nice just so that I'll thank him. So like, why are we doing this? And so that's kind of where we want to take the conversation today is... Are we just worshiping God because he made all this stuff and he wants us to thank him for it? And why do we do it so much? 
That's, oh man! That, what do you guys think like about that question? Lewis, that sounds like a C.S. <laughs> Lewis question. That's what tacos. Well, you know, yeah. Divine yeah. skeptic already at two. Yeah. At how old that child is? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You know what it reminds me of is uh, I, I've read it in a couple of John Piper books, but it's like he's you know he's drawing a picture of a, st- a mountain stream, um, and the best way that we can glorify this mountain stream or make much of this mountain stream Mm -hmm. is to bend down and drink out of it Mm -hmm. because of just the, the, the awesomeness that is the water. And then we go down to the Valley and we tell everybody about this mountain stream because Mm -hmm. there's nothing that satisfies us. So I think the missing piece for this little one would be, Yes, that's something we do. That's something we're created to do. Um, but it's not just, it's ultimately all about him. It's all about God. He's worthy of our praise. He does do things to elicit thanks and praise. Obviously, he gives us everything. Every single good gift mm-hmm. is from him. Um, but when we do praise him, um, there's nothing else that brings our hearts alive. And so again, not to over John Piper the interview here, but he he he's kind of wrapped up his his whole world in um, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so anyway, what did the little guy say when when it seems like God is is what was his look? What was his quote? I yeah, so making cookies. He compared no, him to someone tacos. who makes tacos, 100, right. yeah one hundred tacos, tacos and wants tacos. you to eat the tacos just so that you thank him for them. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, it's like the that the tacos that God makes and that He represents because God, funny enough, the Bible calls He He refers to God as food. The Bible refers to to God and food in multiple places. Yeah. Um, so Isaiah fifty five says that He's the greatest of fare, the richest of foods. Mm-hmm. Um, Psalm sixty three says, "One day my soul is going to be satisfied with the richest of foods, the the richest of fare." And then Jesus Himself, mm-hmm. right? He comes uh, he comes into the scene, and he he feeds thousands of people, and they're they're satisfied with the food. And then He's like, "Man, this food's going to leave you hungry and thirsty. I have yeah. some food." that is going to satisfy your heart and your soul. And it's better than tacos here on the field. (laughs) It's better than that. And and they're like, well, we want that food. Give us that food. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I am the food. Mm-hmm. And then everybody leaves because the, you know it, 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 he just welcome to the, you know, uh, you know, eat of my body and drink of my blood conference. No, nobody wanted to be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he he is drawing a picture. It's so funny that this little one is saying, saying God's making tacos because tacos are awesome. They are awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. But there's uh, there there is something in knowing Jesus, in receiving the free gift of God's love in His Son Jesus, and then knowing Him through the Holy Spirit. That is the richest of foods. It is the greatest tasting taco. Mm. that we could ever have and and so yes it gives god glory when we when we taste and see of that but it also satisfies our heart mm. as well and so i don't know if that helps or not yeah. But. yeah and then we go out and we tell everyone right yeah. how great in this scenario the tacos, the tacos are, are. 
right? Tacos are amazing. Yeah. They are. Hey, have you ever had a good taco? Yeah. Oh, you, you man. tell everybody. You start, you start going t- and talking about the tacos. Yeah. They're like, it's on this have corner. You have the tacos there. You have to try the these tacos. You yeah. have to get some of that. This is yeah. so good. We could we could do a whole podcast. Just on tacos. <laughs> tacos. God's tacos. That's right. And it's it's I think it's worthy to note that there's only one there's only one being in the universe that could say something like this. There's only one being in the universe that could go um the best thing for you is to partake mm-hmm. of me of yeah. my tacos. Yeah. There there's you know there, there's only one, God is the only person who can say that because he is holy. He is perfect. It's like he has the remedy for everything. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one who can do that. And so um, he's not arrogant when, you know, I think that's the question maybe. That's maybe the root yeah. of the question. It sounds like it sounds like this, this dude's just like, hey, you know, praise me, praise me, praise me, because mm-hmm. I got I got your little gifts. You know, so come praise <laughs> me again, Sunday again, 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 again. And there's only one who's worthy and perfect and flawless who can say, "I have everything you need. Come, come." And the best way we praise him is receive. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not that the tacos are a drag. It's like yes, enjoy, enjoy. This is for your good. This is for you. And God is not not a braggart. He's just he's the only one who can say, I am everything that you need. Um, it's like if a doctor rolled up on a crash scene and 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 he was unwilling to to just jump in and fix the situation because he thought that would be arrogant. Yeah. Um, God is God is the ultimate doctor of every of every you know, malady that we, that we have. And so he's not arrogant when he says, um, you know, uh, come into my presence and worship me. Mm. Um, and don't, don't have anything else that you would worship. Like, let that be me. Um, he's taking care of his kids when he says Mm -hmm. that he's not arrogant in that. He knows that if we do that, then our soul will be happy and right. Mm-hmm. And good on those parents, you know. I just say you're doing the right thing. Like that's yeah. that's a, if that's what your kid is seeing, yeah. like praise the Lord, mm-hmm. you know. Because I mean, sure. they are, the kids are, are a great mirror for us. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, man, my parents. It's like, man, all you want uh, is just like <laughs> he's doing something for you. But I mean, that's spiritually yeah. discerned. It's mm-hmm. foolishness to the world. It's foolishness yeah. to a child. I mean, unless the Lord enlightens the eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, of their heart because it's just yeah. like, and so, you know, our, you know, our kids, it's, it's the same thing. You know, we get a lot of that. And I mean, the Lord, you know, is revealing things to them, but like, man, good for you. Keep that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the part of it that got me at the end, he says, just so that you will thank him and talk about how great they are. But what he misses is that it satisfies too. It's not just Mm -hmm. so that you're going to, he doesn't make the tacos just so that you thank him, but it's because it's going to satisfy you and fulfill you and not just so you're thankful for them. So I think that's also a a part we'd want to, you know, if we're responding back to this parent to make sure that they, you know, talk to your kid about like, it's, it's a, it's something for you too. Like you do get something from this. This is not just to thank God for making the tacos. Yeah. And I just, I just love how observant, the kid is right because like when you think about his question like he's he's paying attention to those who are like modeling Mm -hmm. worshiping christ you know and again he 
he asks it in the form of this question mm-hmm. because you know he's he's asking it based on what he sees, you know, and he's like he's he's almost like he's almost he almost has it, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I just think again, I just I've all, all throughout this podcast, I have just admired like how kids ask mm-hmm. questions and the things mm-hmm. they ask about because it always comes from a place of just honesty and yep, and like for face value, right? Like yeah. from what they can right. see. That's right. Like Shane was saying, these these parents. I mean, what the opposite of that is very common, where mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have a twenty seven year old going, "Man, I never saw my parents." I mean, they said one thing, but I never saw. I I, I didn't see him in the scriptures. I didn't see him. Yeah. I didn't see him <clears throat> worshiping God or going to somewhere, and 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 that caused such a massive dilemma in them. Um, because you obviously you're saying one thing and you're living another way. And so, um, it's so, it's so great to, for this little one to see his mom and dad, like, you know, spending time enough for him to go like, we always do this, you know, yeah. <laughs> how many tacos do you it's need? Too much. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. So as, it's so like, as we, as we continue to talk about worship, um, worship always has a, a close near and dear place in my heart. Um, I used to be a worship leader, worship director. Um, and so I am, I am as curious as the questions on here, <laughs> just cause again, I, I just love talking about, um, worship, um, because right, like worship involves a lot more than just us singing songs, right. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, it's, it's a lifestyle, um, that we live. Um, but you guys are also musicians. Uh, so this is like very special. I think we could talk about worship in this way. Um, so question is, why do we worship with music and singing songs? And why is it important that we worship this way on a Sunday with the saints? Mm. That's great. It's a great yep. question. I think that um, some, something that's really helped us with that question, as we've asked that question over the years, um, is Colossians 3.16. It says, uh, may the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Mm. So I'm just going to say that again. So that that sounds like a great opportunity for something really great to happen. May the word of Christ dwell richly in you as you sing mm-hmm. psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratefulness to God in your heart. There's a little part in the middle as you teach and admonish one another um, in all wisdom. But the, the promise is, um, or the ask is, may the word of Christ dwell richly in us. Um, and man, I don't know about you guys, but that's the best description of what we see happen in Mm -hmm. people as Mm -hmm. they gather, whether that's in a home group where you have, you know, five couples and you do communion and and you're worshiping or whether you're in a minivan and you have six ladies like I do, (laughs) or whether you have, uh, the, the sixth one, if the math was wrong is actually our dog who comes with us. Her name's Daisy. (laughs) And she participates in worship too as well. And then, or if you're in a congregation that's been, that's larger than that on a Sunday morning, like, um, man, you grew up here and that the Lord loved you. Jesus loves me. This I know. So, you know, but you have a moment while you're singing that you're like, oh man, God loves me. Like God loves me, the creator, you know, and th- that's the uniqueness of music and singing that, you know, God's people have always done. And the, the, the mystery of it now 
is Christ in us, Christ with us, the Holy Spirit indwelling in us. Mm. So when you have a family of God coming into your room, there's a hundred percent chance the Holy Spirit is there Mm -hmm. because the Holy Spirit's dwelling place is is in the hearts of men. And there's something very unique that happens um, that's very special. But that's one one way that we see in the New Testament. There's not many ways that that actually help us understand like what's really happening. And I think often um, we leave changed because the word of Christ dwelt richly in us. Mm, yeah. I think something also about songs is like they're so that's what like gets into our actual heart. Part even like just for me as an adult, I can more easily remember the words to a song than I can to like if I'm just trying to memorize scripture without you know music. Mm-hmm. And so I think especially for children, we see you know nursery rhymes and all like the church songs, but that's a way for them to like really internalize what scripture is saying because it's easier to memorize when it's in a song form. Mm-hmm. Have you guys found that in your lives as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. With young kids, you see that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like how memorization happens yeah. and, and there's something, there's there's this connection that happens when there's melody and mm-hmm. and word and, and singing out with your mouth and it's, it's just, there's something to it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm no doctor. But I know. Something's happening, you know? I mean, we've, kind of embraced, <laughs> <laughs> we've kind of embraced it this last year. We've, we're, we're creating kids music from the, from God's word. It's called worship in the word. And it's, it's, it's been fantastic to see, uh, you know, um, cause one, one of our passions is to, um, enable families who have younger kids, you know, kind of that sort of five years old mm-hmm. to 13 year old where it's like, you know, maybe it's pre youth group with Hillsong United or whatever it is. And it's, post, you know, veggie tales yeah. and like, I'll throw back. there's just, there's just a, yeah, which all, both of those are really great and, mm-hmm. and useful and helpful, but just being able to sing God's word back to him in prayer. Yeah. So like this authentic, mm-hmm. like I can, I, I don't, I'm not just learning songs just for memory, like, you know, you know, Joseph in the in the prison in the do to be in the in the well in the to be in the in the whale in the beard. You know, sounds very demeaning, but he's not. Meaning I'm not that meaning that. Like just <laughs> like script, like memory songs. You know that you mm-hmm. you 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 met, remember and you do remember, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But like actually having scripture in songs and then like responding mm-hmm. in prayer through song, um, where you have you know a seven year old who can actually. Um, authentically talk to him through song, authentically pray and, and experience God through his word. And, and so anyway, we, we've been munching on this and then we have our kids come up and, and be in the room and, and lead with us. And so it's been real special for us. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, we haven't really talked about this, but this past Sunday, um, one of the kids ministries, they oh, yeah. led the congregation in a worship song and it, it blessed my entire soul, um, especially now, like as a, you know, as a newer um, father, just seeing the kids up there uh, again, like they memorized a song, they memorized like hand motions um, and then seeing them up there, just like leading the congregation, like genuine worship. It was just, it was a beautiful thing to see, you know, because mm-hmm. I like eventually like that's what our son's going to be doing yeah. right as he gets involved um, with, and, you know, as he grows up and gets older and, uh, it's involved with like older kids mm-hmm. ministry, he's going to be doing that. Uh, and it's going to be really like awesome to see that he, uh, is going to part- partake in worship. Mm-hmm. 
in that way. I don't know if you so felt that, but again, it, it just brought me so much joy uh, just to see them up there and just kind of like a reminder of how sometimes we need to come uh, to Lord, right, with our worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was really, really cool. sweet. It's different when you're a parent than when you're like just like a single person or you have no kids. It's like, oh, here come the kids. Here come the kids again. <laughs> yeah, it's different when you're a parent too. And you're like, wait, this is so sweet. Look at them in their little uh-huh. matching shirts. Oh, it's sweet. It kind of in the in the vein of scripture and putting scripture in songs, why do you find it important to make your songs have scripture in them rather than creating maybe original music that you create your own lyrics from? Uh, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> I mean, I do, but then then I go, why would I spend the time and the effort saying these things that I want to say, or I have to say, maybe not even I want to say, when this, if I believe, like with my whole heart, that this book is living and active and alive and a picture of the living word and words from God and hearing the gospel is the way people receive the gospel um, and are saved and then mm-hmm. speak the gospel to somebody else and, and on and on and on. Why, well, like what else would I do? You know, I don't know. It's pretty mm-hmm. simple to me. It's like, what yeah. else would I do? And we mm-hmm. have songs, you know, over the years where we're just trying to unpack the same way. maybe a preacher would. It's like a Twitter version of a preacher, you know, in a, in a, in a small poem form, like um, an area of scripture, uh, you know, it's more of like an artistic commentary on this truth or, um, and then other times, you know, there's songs that are almost word for word that were, mm-hmm. we just, for some reason it just sang well and landed. That's not very mm-hmm. common, but like sometimes it works. We have a song, Psalm 34, that's. That seems like the, the psalm just mm-hmm. kind of sang itself, you know, when we brought it into our room and started to sing it. And um, but but both of those both of those renditions are just are just rooted in the, the only the only place and the only thing that we want we want to declare or say because we just we just think that it's the it's the truth of God. It's the power mm-hmm. of God to save. Who else would we follow? What else would we say? Mm-hmm. It was already yeah. done perfectly once before. Why redo it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yep. I think there's always, I think there's always something. And this is, again, this is not a dig towards like artists who have you know written beautiful worship songs, right? But there's but there's something different when a song has been written directly from scripture, right? And you, and you just think about worship in the Bible, and most people just had the Psalms, right? So they mm-hmm. would they would just be singing. The Psalms, right? So in that manner, it's like again, it's I, I I can't really explain it, but it's just something different when you are uh, worshiping and singing uh, lyrics that just come like directly from Scripture. Yeah, it's, it's active, it's living. Does mm-hmm. get cuts in places that other things don't yeah. cut, mm-hmm. you know? And yep. and you know, and other I mean, other songs are super helpful too. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, you don't want to, you know? It's like there's some really helpful things that people have. Yes. written and sung and uh, but uh, there is something about the word of god that 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 has a unique ability to do some things right. in places that that are are different yeah right have you guys found where in scripture is like the first like moments we hear that word worship or maybe even praise 
Like where is someone worshiping and why are they doing it? Have you found like where that is in scripture? A buddy of mine told me, uh, it seemed like he did some, he did some, uh, some, some good research on this, that the first song, um, was when, uh, I, it's like when God spoke Adam and and Eve into being, it was like Mm -hmm. the, the original language has like a, a poetic, Mm -hmm. um, and like a song language around it, around it, which is, um, which is such a crazy thought, such a, a, you know, that there would be, you know, that means like when, and then like the, you know, the God singing over us sort of Mm -hmm. thoughts, um, Mm -hmm. of just that originating in God, like Mm -hmm. singing, not, not even originating, you know, in, in response to God, which Mm -hmm. is, is super appropriate. Um, but I love, you know, another thing that comes to mind is, uh, is the oldest Psalm. Um, and I know that because my ESV Bible says that at the top of it, this is a Psalm <laughs> of Moses. Um, that's, that's what I was going to say. That was the first song I was, yeah, it was the first song. So the, as far as like the, the hymnal of the Bible, we do know the first song and it's one of my favorites. I mean, I can't, I can't believe like the eternal insight. Mm. Of of Moses, I could I, we could spend the rest of the time on that psalm yeah. if you want to, but um, it's uh, it's one of it's like so amazing and ancient and so 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 much wisdom and like spiritually discerned. Like he kind of like unpacked it through through statement and question, like what was about to happen in mm-hmm. the course of humanity. <laughs> you know, wow. it's, it's just great. Yeah. And what psalm is that? Psalm 90. Psalm 90. Yeah. Yeah. Something I think about, um, I mean, this is not um, in the Bible, but have you guys ever read uh, The Magician's Nephew? Oh, heck yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Sing it. So, so, right. Singing creation. Right. Exactly. Exactly what I thought about, you know. (laughs) I was like, man, I wonder if it was like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think we also learned, it was a couple weeks ago, it might have been from our producer, Emma. She was looking into it too, where I think it's Abraham when God saves him from sacrificing his son and he worships and it's like, right then <laughs> I would have been mm-hmm. angry and I would have been mad. I wouldn't have been in a moment of like wanting mm-hmm. to worship God, but Abraham chose even in that moment to worship God. And that's, mm-hmm. I think shows a lot of the heart of like why we worship. It's because God is all good and all powerful and meets us where we're at, even when it's not mm-hmm. a fun place either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you how do you think we can begin to help our children understand why we worship, right? And not just like worshiping on a Sunday, but just like big like capital W worship. Like how can we help them to begin to understand why we do that? Hmm. I mean, hopefully, you know, they're you know, a lot of that's caught, you know, not taught. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that, I think that that like what Shane was saying earlier. It's just like man, our kids are going to be a great a great mirror to to what what are the things that we love in this life, and uh, I think they really can pick up on you know where your affections lie, and so I think as we model what it means to depend and love and and follow. Jesus, you know, in the power of the Spirit, 
you know, like, uh, it's just like the kid, you know, with the tacos, it's just like, man, you love those tacos and I can tell. You know, (laughs) keep talking about them. Yeah, (laughs) keep talking about these tacos. But it's, but it is. It's just like, man. I mean, I think um, your kids are gonna, you know, we're gonna declare the glory of God, like Psalm one forty five. It's just like we, we commend His kingdom from one generation to the next, and so that's what we do. We just wanna, we wanna love the Lord and and pour into our our kids the truths of God's word and pray that he he enlightens their eyes to the mm-hmm. truth that he's enlightened our eyes to and and we we have faith that he will you know mm-hmm. um and you know we pray that it'll be a thousand generations you know mm-hmm. as we are faithful to him you know if we're faithful to him he says you know for a thousand generations I mean it's just that's what we're praying that these kids will know and they'll pass that on and and in in the end that every tongue and tribe and nation will hear of his of the good news yeah. and the gospel and they'll worship him and he'll come back mm-hmm. you know so we're just like come on let's go <laughs> another thing i've i've found um helpful and um and maybe for your listeners um th- it it could be helpful is uh you know, as we as we talk about worship, um, we've talked about over this this just last few minutes, worship kind of this concept of receiving, mm. like our worship is 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 sort of like, um, and then that's a, that's a paradigm shift a little bit for for a kid. It's like our worship isn't giving necessarily; it's more receiving. Mm. It's more of drinking from the from the mm. waters. It's more of eating the tacos and enjoying it and going, "Oh my gosh, this is so amazing! Let me tell the world about it." It's more of receiving. <clears throat> And so one of the things as a parent that we've seen so much fruit in, and um, and I, I, I speak on behalf of my wife more than me, um, is uh, asking for forgiveness. Mm. Um, and that's not an easy one for a parent. No. Mm. Um, but that speaks of need yeah. um, to, to receive help and like, hey, I need Jesus. I'm not, I, I know I share him with you all the time, but like mom, daddy, like, I mean... Would you forgive me? Because and I, I just need him, and I operate in the flesh, and it and it um, and, and that speaks of like, okay, why do I need this? Why would I want this? It's because like, without it, I fall apart, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and um, and so just bro- brokenness and being being willing to be real, being willing to own your stuff, you know, when you when you walk out of a room and you know that you. Um, you said the wrong, the wrong thing out of anger, um, whatever that is. Um, th- those moments are just coming. If you know, if you're an early for y'all, that's coming. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say that God's used our, our weak, dumb, sinful moments more than He has our greatest moments, that's right. because they speak of something um, that that we need. Um, and that speaks louder than like, oh, mom and dad's awesome. They got me a, a tank, you know. <laughs> yeah, I love. Look, we were we we're up at Brooklyn Tab one time, which I thought was this is such a powerful thing that that Pastor Simbla had said. It's just like like it's through the cracks that the lights shine brightest. You know, mm-hmm. if you got a light inside of an earthen vessel, the yeah. way that the light of God is seen is through the cracks, and it's just mm-hmm. like. And we at our church, we. We say lead with a limp, you know, it's just like 
as we show our dependence, there's there's a defensiveness that can fall off, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. when we show our need and usually usually kids as well as other parents that you're running with, you know, it's just like you're like, oh, me too. And there's yeah. something that happens when when we when we do when we live that type of life that is marked mm-hmm. by I don't have the goods to do the things, but by the power of the Spirit, He can empower us to to hopefully walk in a way that's helpful. You know, uh, so that, that's a that's a really good word. B. What's one thing that you would want every kid to know about worship? <sighs> I would say, I would say you were created for worship, mm. you know, like yeah. you were created to worship and you're going to, you're going to feel that in everything you do, you know, yeah. and you're going to be, you're going to be so tempted to worship created things over the creator. Yeah. It's just like, man, this is the Bible, man. It's just like, mm-hmm. we got a bent and that bent is bent towards worshiping created things. Mm. It's our, we got a bent of making gods of uh, that won't hold no water, broken cisterns that will hold no water. And man, we got to fight that every single day because yeah. we, we are, we are forgetful, arrogant, glory stealing monsters. You know? <laughs> we, all, we all are. And it's just like, man, we, we need to constantly be rubbing up against mm. the truths of God in a way that that sharpen us, and that's through his other people, that's through community, that's through confession of sin, that's through ingesting the Word of God, that's through discipleship, that's through pouring out, that's through service, that's through all these things that God has set up for us um, to keep us close to him. And so we want to, I mean, genuinely, it's just like we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We know the hope that is for us, but man, we're going to we're going to still like press in, you know, press in. I mean, it's another C.S. Lewis quote. It's just mm-hmm. like further up and further in. It's just like we're, we're not going to we're not going to reach the top of the mountain until we see him face to face. And so that's just like, like, keep looking up, mm-hmm. keep walking um, by his spirit, you know, and hopefully every day he's, he's feeling we're renewing our mind every day. I mean, there's so many things that he's that he says through his word that are helpful. That's good. There's a, um, we talk about it often, but in Ecclesiastes, it says that God has put eternity in the heart of man. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's this, there's this hole inside of us that, um, is, is kind of just like a black hole of wanting, you know, and even as a, as a young one, you know, I have four young ones and you don't have to teach a class on wanting. I mean, it yeah. comes super, <laughs> super naturally to them, you know. I mean, this this they're ruthless, ruthless <laughs> in their in their wanting. Yeah, they're. Um, and man, until God Himself fills that eternal sized hole, you're just going to always want for something, mm-hmm. um, often that you already have. Mm-hmm. Uh, more of this or more of this or more of this or more of this. And, um, that's just called, you know, when it says, when you, your question to worshiping him until that happens, until, until you, he fills that place in your heart. Um, you know, worship, um, 
doesn't happen. And, and so we're always talking with our girls of like, man, um, today's the day, just today's the day for you. Like, I don't know, but sometimes we're a little bit, maybe extreme because we've just seen, um, we were just not promised another day. We're not promised another day with our little ones. We're not promised another day. And so let that hole be filled with God Mm. and let him save you from everything you've done wrong and let him lead you into eternity and life, life in him. And that's the only way you're going to worship truly. It's the only way you're going to be happy. And when that moment happens, um, you know, we do, we do start the process of beginning lives of worship. Mm -hmm. Um, When God comes in and he literally changes the makeup of who we are, he brings us in, in out of, out of death into life. And, um, and so are always just trying to be real about with our kids about sin and about our need. And from, from the time they were two, um, and just calling things what they are scripturally mm-hmm. and biblically and just going, man, come, come. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then asking, you know, <laughs> spending uh, as much time as God would allow and the spirit would lead you to just pray that God would, would do the work because mm-hmm. he's the one who does it. Yeah, well, Shane and Shane, thank you so much uh, for joining us mm-hmm. today and talking to us about worship and reminding us and our listeners that God created us mm-hmm. to worship Him and to, in light of the question, thank Him, right, for the tacos yeah. and <laughs> and mm-hmm. for people to see that in us and for us to tell others, right, about our uh, experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. And then with, with every episode, we like to close um, with a benediction. Uh, so if you would, uh, please join us in that. To him who is able to do far more than we can understand, may he give us the wisdom to raise our children to first love God above all else and love others as themselves. Go in peace. Amen. Love it. Thank you again for joining thank us. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you to our listeners for joining us for this season of Car Seat Questions. This is the end of season one, but be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok and wherever you get your podcast so that you can know when season two is coming out. We'll get you more information soon. Thanks. Thanks.